Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to Episode 0 of Dice Don't Die's actual play of Age of Ashes. My name is Beth, and I'm going to be the Game Master for this campaign. Here in a few moments, you're going to listen to the creation of our player characters. But I wanted to quickly introduce the cast members who are sitting at the table first. We have David, who's going to be creating a human wizard. Jesse, who's going to be creating a gnome barbarian. Chad, who will be developing a leshy champion. And finally, Sarah, who is designing a goblin alchemist. Let's get started. Cool. So there's a couple of things I like to go over whenever I'm GMing a new group of players. This could be I know everybody at the table already, or I don't. It doesn't matter. I typically go over a couple of things first, and that is my GM style, and what we are all getting out of the game, right? So a couple of things that I want to share with you on my GM style, there will be many times, most of the time actually, where I want you to describe to me what you're doing, and then I will tell you what you need to roll. I don't necessarily will always say, um, you know, roll perception if, when you say, you know, I'm looking around. There may be another action that I'm looking for. Uh, so instead of telling me, like, oh, my perception check was 15, tell me what you're doing, I will tell you what to roll. When you drop an item in combat, because that is a very frequent tactic, I always assume you pick it up. We don't always say that at the table. It is a solid assumption to say that your character wouldn't move on if they weren't armed. Mm -hmm. The other side of that coin a little bit is, I will not assume that you are always walking around with your weapons out. So, you know, when we go into exploration mode, and we go through the different actions you can take, that's how I'm going to assume how you're perceiving. So just be aware of that. Now we'll make like exploration trackers that we had before, so you can just place a little mini on the circle of whatever you're doing currently, and hopefully Beth will see that and be like, oh, okay, so you're already doing this. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, if you didn't want to say it out, or didn't think to, because somebody was talking. Okay, cool. The other thing that I sort of is a house rule is when it comes to companions. And the best example of that is going to be wizard familiars. So wizards will have a familiar that usually has a maximum HP of six. Well, in most Pathfinder and D&D games, there are area of effects. Technically, those affect familiars rules as written. You'll hear me sometimes refer to a concept called raw, which is rules as written. 
a lot of times I will side with rules as written and other times I will say, I don't like that. We are house ruling this or we are using this interpretation. Uh, you will never have to, for any companion, roll a save unless you have put them in that situation. So if we're in combat and you say, okay, Fluffy, my cat familiar, I want Fluffy to go into combat, you are putting them in harm's way. If Fluffy dies, tough cookies. No one says that. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, if you're using your familiar as story, as character development, as many witches will say, as their spell book, uh, I'm not going to take things out on that. Same with potions, and for the most part, things on your person, you're very rarely going to have to deal with someone attacking things on your person. Now, there will be situations, say you're walking down the street and someone tries to pickpocket you, that's a little different, but there will be very few situations where you're fighting, say, a dragon, and the dragon whips and breaks your potions. That's not usually going to happen in my games, because I find it fiddly, and I don't like fiddly bits. Same with bulk. I do track bulk. I do expect, well, I'll say this. I expect you to track your bulk. Mm. There is going to be very few times where I'm going through your character sheet saying, okay, what did Chad mess up this time? That's not going to happen. Thank you. Um, I... (laughs) Chad carries everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I expect you guys to have things written down in your character sheet that you are aware of, right? Like, I am here to facilitate a story, not to be a babysitter. That's not what we're here for. So that's just a couple of things for me. So the other thing that I'm really big into is collaborative storytelling. And I think that second edition Pathfinder is really good at that. So a lot of times when you're at a, t- um, a tabletop game, you're playing D&D, you're playing Pathfinder, one, you fail a check, there's nothing else. Like, there have been actual sessions I've been in where you fail a check, well, what do we do now? We don't know. You're going to see that a lot less. This is a collaborative story that we're building together, so it's always going to be you fail and this happens. So the concept is actually written in the rule book. It's called failing forward. And I'm going to try to take that absolutely to heart because otherwise the story's not interesting. Failure can be interesting only when something happens. If failure happens, but nothing else, that just stops, it's just a wall, that's not fun. That's not story. So what we're here today to do, and probably for a while, is to build a story, right? We're building a story together. Kind of. And that's where I get into my one caveat. We are playing an adventure path. And we mentioned this last week too, but 
when you play an adventure path, there's a bit of a railroad. So you'll hear a lot of times concepts of a sandbox versus a railroad in terms of tabletop storytelling. Railroad is we have this story to tell and we are going down this path no matter what, no deviations. And with an adventure path, there is a lot of that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We are in a very specific story. That being said, there will definitely be times to break away from that. And there are definitely going to be chances for you, your character, to shine through. Each of you have a backstory. I want to be able to explore that within um, Age of Ashes. So... That is a brief introduction to me as a GM. The other thing that I wanted to go over is calling me out on my crap. Calling me out when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. There are DM or dungeon master, game master, storyteller philosophies where I am the source of truth. I don't agree with that. I can be a source of truth. And in the moment I may make that truth mm-hmm. in a ruling or, okay, this is what we're going to do. But that being said, always call me out. If there's something that I'm doing wrong that you're like, Ooh, I think that's written rules wise different. Then we can have a discussion of, okay, this is what the rules say. Do we want to house rule that? Or do we want to play it as written? I am not here to dictate your characters to you and tell you how to play them. Now, if you have rules questions, obviously bring them up. That's different. But I am not the end-all, be-all, omnipotent. Well, I am omnipotent. It did say that. (laughs) But I want this to be your game, our, at this table game, our game in a bigger sense of including our listeners as well. So that's very important to me. I think that's it. (laughs) It's a lot, and I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a couple of things I always like to go over. There was one more. Oh, There is a company that, and I know you're going to smirk at this, Jesse. There is a company called uh, Silver Wing Armory that makes notebooks that I buy. She did a special art piece. uh, I'll make sure to link this in the description as well. For, um, I think it was coming out day for last year or during Pride Month or something. And I, I've done this now in three games where I've read the little blurb that um, the woman who created this artwork put in here. Because it is, in my opinion, the philosophy of me as a gamer. Hail, seeker of adventure. You and all the uniqueness you bring are welcome here. Let it be known that there is always a place at the gaming table for anyone with an open heart and a desire for a good story. Gaming is for everyone. And then on the front, it says, speak, friend, and enter, which I think is a quote from something else. But 
the idea behind this is very important to me. Cheesy, but important. I want that to be apparent to you. All of that being said, which was very, like I said, kind of important to me, Let's get to creating characters. Woo! Yes. I didn't know we were doing that tonight. Oh, man. I don't know. Chad, come on. <laughs> so real quick, uh, let's do brief uh, person introductions. So my name is Beth. I'm going to be GMing this. Then we have... Uh, I am David. I am going to be playing the game. Do I get into my character? Or do we, do we... Uh, you, if you have anything picked out about it, your character, you can say like a couple sentences. Okay, I'm 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 doing a wizard. You're okay. I'm doing a wizard. Yeah, you are. You're playing a wizard, or oh, do it. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, and I do believe there is someone else that you probably should introduce now too, right? Oh, there's wait, what? Sebastian. Oh, there's Sebastian. Okay, sorry, I wasn't sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, I got my familiar Sebastian. That's why I went over companions because it was yeah. relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh. And you are? Hi, I'm Jessie. Um, I'm also going to be playing in this campaign, and I am going to be playing a gnome barbarian. Very excited. Uh, I am Chad, and I'm going to be messing up this campaign, and I'm going to be playing a leshy champion. <laughs> Thank I love you, it. Sam. So for our listeners out there, uh, this was a last minute change yes, and David so. just gave Chad like a shocked face. Yeah. You didn't know that he had switched his uh, no. ancestry? I didn't say anything to anybody no. except you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's an interesting concept. Right. And then our last player. Uh, I'm Sarah and I'm going to be playing a goblin alchemist. So I'm pretty excited to see what she can get up to. Question. Yes. Is our party doomed? I mean, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. There She's is. Gaming. There's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a thing in the game. We're not going to want to I mean, we got doomed. two small characters and two regular sized characters. Okay. So. Oh, uh, no. Leshy's three feet tall. Yeah. Oh, they're small. Typically. Yeah. So the We've only tall person in the group is Nigel. Tall wizard. You've got one. <laughs> we have one tall boy with spells. One wow. medium sized character and three small characters? Yes. Now, yeah. Lish. In the descriptions, leshies are typically three feet. I'm pretty sure know they are can, small creatures. It said typically, but I don't know if we can go bigger than that. I don't know. You're going to have to be super careful with the fire around Plant Boy over here. Oh, no. <laughs> so, we gonna, we going to go over that. Yeah. Oh, I'm a fire person, too. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm going to have a, dra- <laughs> a, dra- oh, no. a draconic instinct, and I'm going to be the gold dragon, which is a fire, a co- a fire cone. Oh, man. And We're he also, also gonna likes have... fire. So he wants a fire orb or something for his, one of his spells. Oh, well, that, that was just a really cool spell. But <laughs> Are you I... talking about fireball? No. no. Oh, okay. Rolling, Fireball's rolling really flame. awesome. A rolling yeah. flame, rolling fire, something like that. So I can't touch any of you guys. Yeah, this seems like a bad <laughs> Only when I'm raging. Oh. <laughs> Let me see if I have anything for that. Wait, barbarians are always raging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that as you will. So fair point. I'm already putting my character into fire yeah, constantly this se- before yeah. this. <laughs> I didn't know that everybody else was also going to be obsessed with fire. I love it. My character well, is also a blacksmith. My character's name is Fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
did you just say you have a plant blacksmith? Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't work very well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it actually works out. Are I you mean, like, it works out so Ross is crying right now. No. Are you a cactus? That would be kind of cool. But no. It's like saying you're a vegan in Texas. <laughs> is that offensive to Texans? I am so confused. First of all, I'm from Texas. Uh, Are you? No, I don't find it that offensive personally. Are you a but vegan? No. Oh. Maybe it's offensive to vegans. Are you from Texas? I was born there. So, yes. But are you from there? <laughs> I've only spent like half my life there. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that's from there. I was, I guess I was just thrown because you don't have like what I would consider a Texan accent. I appreciate it. I try to get away from it. Uh. All right. Fleshy. Here we go. This is I'm the so important sorry. part. Yes, they are small. I okay. was like small. I was like I 90% sure that they were small, but I had to look it up. All right. So, yeah. You're a tall boy. <laughs> nice. Until like one 40? of us dies. Yeah. I love the idea of like David's wizard character running around, being a total academic and having to look after these three like what he would consider child size, just chaotic like I mean my character's probably the oldest, but yeah, you're probably yeah. a glorified babysitter. Yeah. So the leshy won't be crazy. Hmm. But at the same time, if it gets set on fire and starts running around, yeah, you're going to have to do some shit for that. All right. Do you have any water spells? Probably a good call. There's no, I don't think there's a, there's no water cantrips. Oh, dang. Make water. Press the digitation. It's not a cantrip, though. I don't have anything anti-fire that wouldn't also hurt you. There's, there's no uh, water... Eventually I'll be fatigued and I'll stop raging. Cantrips. They're spells. I'll just carry like flasks of water well, I've, with I've, me or I've thought about I'll this stick near though. the river. Because yes. it says in Prestidigitation that you can create like a small simple object out of just like a congealed magical substance. And I've thought about just making like just like a wet blanket out of just congealed... <laughs> so to match your personality. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's not it. Oh. All right. So, so I, I, I just imagine it's it, it'd be like if you just took like a sheet of like chicken skin. Oh. Only it was just what? like weird and gray. Like chicken skin. So uncooked chicken skin. <laughs> like chicken skin. Sure. And just like made a you know five foot square of it and then just plop it on top of something. All right, all right. large amount let's, of thought into this. Let's put right, this horrible idea yes. out of I'm into mind. it. Couple cues. Um, <laughs> let's discuss Why the chicken blanket. Why did it have to be a blanket? weird chicken skin blanket? Why couldn't it be Because like it has to be moist. A normal blanket. Because, because normal blankets aren't moist. Wet. Because, because it says it's made out of, like, it says if you make a simple object, it is composed of, like, a congealed magical substance. Everybody knows that chicken skin is a congealed magical substance. So I'm substance. just like, when I think of like... <laughs> I'm just willing to accept that as magical. an answer, actually. Yeah. I, All right. No more questions. So no more many questions. questions. Making, making characters stuff? I don't know. We are. Okay. We're going to start with ability scores. All right. So it sounds like you guys already have most of your concept down. So let's... Actually, before we do character scores, have you guys picked out your backgrounds yet? I was torn between two. I picked them from the uh, Age of Ashes uh, backgrounds. Okay. 
So one of them is emancipated. Yeah. Uh, it's basically you're an emancipated slave, which I think kind of fits with my character. Like my character needs a reason to rage, right? And I feel right. like being an emancipated mm-hmm. slave works. But also my character was going to have the dragon instinct. And so I thought a uh, dragon scholar might also be a good fit. So... What? Because in theory, if you have picked the dragon instinct, you have to have like some sort of reason. How did you get, um, how did you inherit the rage of the dragon? Right. So I would need some sort of background. I dig it. Yeah. For that. So. Background. Yeah. Explanation. As ter- in terms of your character, how studious are they? See, I wouldn't have described them as studious. Okay. I would have described them as some sort of, you know, someone society has ignored. That's why I thought emancipated would be good. Someone mm-hmm. with like a, a sad kind of sad background that like just background that justifies their anger, their rage. Mm-hmm. So I thought emancipated might be good. But also I'd also have to somehow justify the dragon rage bit. Oh, I'm, I'm comfortable with either one of them. Yeah. I think either is fine. I mm-hmm. will say with that with Dragon Scholar, it does kind of lend itself towards a more studious person. That's fair. Well, so that's interesting, though, because if I remember correctly, the two uh, ability scores that it helps are either strength or intelligence. Charisma. Charisma. Sorry. So both of those, neither of those are like the studious ability scores. Correct. Uh, I thought it was more like, I, I got the impression it was more of like a dragon fangirl type. See, I read it and I thought that it was it was much more of a dragon academic. Mm-hmm. And though you don't normally have the two ability traits that you just listed, through your increased study of them, you've sort of taken on more of the characteristics of a draconic race. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you get a bonus to oh, either of those things. Sense. Yeah. I was going to try to pitch you um, on Out of Towner. Okay. Because basically uh, it's like, hey, you're not from town, but you basically, as a child, you went to somebody else's culture and you Mm -hmm. were sort of raised in their culture. So you get, um, sorry. um, So I don't want to make this all about me, but another interesting thing about the dragon instinct is that you can make a choice. Either you love and worship the dragon that... Whose, whose power you've inherited or maybe you actually hate and resent that dragon. And so it might be interesting to be resentful, mm-hmm. which I don't know if a dragon scholar would work particularly well if you resent. Yeah. Like I was thinking like, you, I mean, I you like could sink a lot of experimented uh, on and that's how I got. You the, could have sunk a lot of research into that particular, you know, dragon type mm-hmm. because you want to know the best way to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. You want to know how to kill it. Um, what I was going to say about Out of Towner is that... No, your friend. Um, you have one. additionally one of the following lore skills them- thematically associated with the members of the ancestry that you grew up with. Dwarf, elf, gnome, goblin, or halfling. Mm-hmm. So your love of fire and draconic things could come from the goblins. Nope. If you decide to be raised with them. But oh, okay. So I'm raised that's what I'm else. saying. Gotcha. Like, yeah, you were okay. raised with somebody else. So you okay. can take on typically one of those skills but none of these races are necessarily draconic so okay yeah i think you've talked me out of the dragon uh scholar one i will say i love the idea of it being a dragon fan girl because i like the idea of like if i do emancipated my reason for having the power is that maybe i was experimented on Mm -hmm. and that's how i got so i actually resent it 
That could be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, it could be that Too the much. dragon... Just so, so the dragon uh, aspect that you're talking about is from the barbarian. Uh-huh. So it could be that that's just the rage inside of you and how it manifested. But there has to be a reason why you're imbued with the power of dragons. Like this oh, either, really? Like, yeah, it's just like maybe you drank a potion or maybe you've just been studying drag. Like you can't just naturally have... It, it, gotcha. made it, it implied okay. you can just have the dragon instinct. There has to be a reason why of all of them you have the dragon instinct. Okay. So... Yeah, I'm leaning huh. towards emancipated, and like there were there were definitely experiments performed on me as a child, and yeah, that could be. Experiments are always fun. Yeah, we'll come back to that one okay, fair. for sure. Well, let's go to Nigel. What background did you choose? Uh, Hell Knight historian. Okay, so you are all about the Hell Knights. Yes. Okay, perfect. So that so gives hell. you. Oddly enough, it gives me architecture lore. Metal. Nigel just really loves buildings, okay? <laughs> yeah, buildings. we have Metal established that. Yeah. They don't make fun of him as much as other people do. Buildings? Yeah. It's because they can't talk. I was say, <laughs> buildings aren't people. Right, that's why yeah, they, they don't, don't make, make fun, fun of you. you. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's really Aww. sad. I mean, I, I probably could have done that exact same exchange in Nigel's voice. That is how he would have responded to it. I do was you want to do it now? <laughs> no, not yet. No, not yet. I, I, so I gotta psych myself up for Nigel's voice. That's fine. Stealth. Chad, no, too much. Uh-huh. What background did you choose? Uh, the local scion. So um, this leshy was created by a either a druid or a wizard. I think in the in the books it's you know they're created by druids, but this druid was either living on the edge of the city of Breach Hill or within it, and created Aleshi to help him with his duties. Uh, and so Aleshi grew up with his master in or around the city. Okay. And got pretty familiar with it. All right. And then, Sarah, what about your background? Uh, so I, my goblin alchemist, was going to be a reputation seeker. Um, so basically, I just really want to be well known. Um, and I think it would be great for her if she was the most well-known alchemist. <laughs> um, and it's just a bonus that she's also the most famous female goblin alchemist. Right. Those are less important uh, than being the most famous alchemist, but still a nice bonus. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So that does allow each of you guys to pick uh, certain ability scores, so make sure you note those. Mm -hmm. Your ancestry, which we've already talked about, also gives you bonuses to your ability scores. And then your class. On top of that, you get... Uh, four to spread amongst uh, the six ability scores. So go ahead and get them all figured out and mathed out. Uh, and then we'll move on to... Class features. 
I don't need no wisdom, do I? Um, it <laughs> wisdom is your perception. Yeah, it, it will will save in perception. Isn't wisdom nature too? Or uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it does skills. We'll save. Yeah, nature survival. I have a sheet in front of me. <gasps> yeah, I was about to say. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> so it depends on what your on character wants to focus on, yeah. right? Like, do you want to be very observant? I want to know stuff, but I want to be dumb as a box of rocks. Like, I want, I want to, I want, I want zero street smarts. Okay, so you're gonna want high intelligence. Actually, that feels wrong. I feel like I should go the other way. The only reason I want int is for the skills, but I feel like it's my character. I, I agree. I think the other way, way makes around. More sense. Yeah. And I, 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 I second that. Because they chose to put intelligence behind society. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that and that's like how you live in a city, both like subsisting and oh yeah, I'm talking to probes. people. Yeah, like I would. Yeah, I'd yeah. be awkward and okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds yeah good. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have no skills. <laughs> so what's I'm assuming like the wizard's high skill is intelligence. What's your second highest skill? Actually, my dex and my intelligence are both 16. Okay. So. Have you figured yours out, Jesse? Your stats. Sorry, I just realized I didn't think silly. I don't need more extra charisma. What about you, Sarah? Have you got yours down? Yeah. What is your... Well, with an alchemist, I'm assuming intelligence is your highest. Yes. What's your second highest? Uh, My second highest is actually strength. Okay. Um, and that's because I need to lob a lot of bombs at people. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Chad, is your highest strength? Uh, it is currently, but I might be changing that to constitution. I don't know. That's fair. You are going, going for kind of a tanky build, yeah. yeah. Meat shield. But it's like really just like one step each. But other. there's no meat. Vegan shield. Vegan shield. <laughs> Vegan shield. <laughs> Yes, actually, <laughs> vegan shield or salad shield, either ooh, one is appropriate. Ooh, salad shield has a better, like, alliteration ring to it. It does. Isn't there actually such a thing as a salad shield? What? No. To protect things from, like, landing on the salad when oh, you put them out of tables. Oh, sneeze yes. guard. Oh, to protect that's things. It. I thought you meant to protect things from salad. That's it. Right, I'm going to so call myself a sneeze guard. nickname is sneeze guard. Okay, that's the sneeze worst and us. best nickname <laughs> What's ever. What's up, SG? <laughs> ooh. Ooh. I like it. <laughs> Don't with it. No. Sneeze guard. I, I can't tell if it's better or worse than SS. You know, salad shield. Again, it's what shields you from the salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I have mine. All right. What's your highest is strength? Yeah, 16. Okay. And deck and charisma, 14. Oh, I forgot con. Con is also going to be... Sorry. So your highest is only at 16? Because I had to take a negative 2 in stealth or in strength. Oh, my house is a also a sixteen. Barbarian. It doesn't make it work. A problem. It's not a problem. It yeah. just means you're actually more well-rounded. Uh, a lot of characters uh, that I play or am around like to bump up that one stat. Wow. Uh, that is in Pathfinder Two is not always the best strat. Nope. So right. it just depends. Uh, so I would say if you were a caster, which you are not anymore. I only say anymore because in Pathfinder 1, uh, alchemists were casters. Oh. Uh, 
casters really do benefit from focusing on that one mm-hmm. stat yeah. and getting it maxed out at ASAP because of um, spell VCs. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the only um, I guess So I guess one question I have is, do you approximately have an idea of, as we play through this campaign, how much we're going to level up? So, so I mean, I don't want to. Pl- I don't want to plan for like a whole twenty level character yes. if we're only going to get to five. No, this AP goes to twenty. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're optimists. Yeah, that is true. Most APs don't actually. Okay. Uh, that has been uh, a criticism I have had of Paizo for a while. That if you go to twenty levels, my your your APs should too. Uh, but this one does. Okay, so. cool. I am cool, cool, cool. thrilled about that. There's no bonus feats on this thing. So, um, did you want to know my stats? It or? should already be in there. I just need your highest and second highest. Okay, well, if highest is strength. My second highest is tied for 14 is dex and charisma. Okay. Because I'm real intimidating. Yeah. I'm the most, in- I'm the scariest gnome. I'm so scary. I do like, <laughs> I do like the idea of the scariest gnome. That that's pretty great. So what um, what heritage did you choose, Nigel? It's not time. Heritage. Which one's heritage? So um, you have your ancestry, and then the heritage is under that. So what type of human are you? Oh, uh, skilled. You're a skilled human. Yeah. So okay. I'm skilled, and then I chose my skilled skill to be a cultism. Occult. Occultism. Really? Because I already get Arcana through, um, you know, being a wizard. And then I, th- I think, based on how quickly I can actually level that up, if I do the skilled thing, I can't level... I don't get expert until level 7. But if I just do my regular skill increase, I get it at level 6. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, that tracks. So... Uh, Sarah, what about your character? What, uh, heritage are you? Uh, so I'm gonna be a charhide goblin. I think that fits thematically. Yes. So, uh, as people may or may not know, uh, goblins are obsessed with fire. And my character is no exception. Um, so, basically, uh, I get to resist burning... Um, I get to put out, if I'm on fire, I get to recover from that more easily. Um, and then I believe that my fire spells get bumped a little bit. Just kidding. That's not part of this. So I just get to not be on fire. Hey, that's... Which I love. I love being not on fire. I would assume that most people would love to not be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. Fire elementals really like being on fire. You know, that's a fair point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chad. So, to be honest, I just now learned that Leshies have heritages <laughs> in the Lost Omens character guide. All I couldn't answer. find the link for a bit. Yep. Now I found it, and now I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I would assume that you would probably take Gord. Why is that? I'm just now looking at it. I haven't gotten the Gord. Why don't you read through them and then we'll talk about okay. it. Okay. What about your gnome? I'm trying to remember what the, it was actually called. I want to say it's Umbral. Basically, Umbral. I'm all dark and emo and stuff. <laughs> You're an emo gnome. Okay. Well, I'm so crazy. So I'm angry. I'm angry and I'm dark. She's and got I can... a lot of emotions. Yeah. 
I can't get over the fact that there's a gourd heritage for a leshy. Yeah, it's pretty great. So... It's gourd, vine, leaf, and I think there's one more. So what I'm reading here of the gourd is like, how dare you, Beth? <laughs> it gets a really huge gourd for a skull, mm-hmm. and the skull is mostly hollow, mm-hmm. so you can store one bulk of items in your head. Well, we already said you were going to carry all of our stuff. <laughs> how, but how do you get it inside of your head? A scoop. Yeah. Then you'd have to like remove part it's like of your a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. I see like the artwork for it is exactly like a jack-o'-lantern, only it's not a pumpkin, it's a squash. It's a hollowed out squash with black pits for eyes. Oh. It's wonderful. This sounds, sounds like some over the garden wall shit right here. Actually, 100%. All of the leshies look like they could be characters in that show. Nice. But also is it called Umbral? I think it's Umbral. It is called Umbral. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you get dark vision. Yeah. And it means my level one feet, I can basically tell when enemies are bad or something. Oh yeah, if they're making fun of me, doesn't we'll, matter. We'll, we'll get to, okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> we'll get to feet here in a second. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to look up the Leshy heritage. It's fungus. That's the one I was forgetting. And the fungus was the one I liked the most. Fungus is, fungi aren't plants. Just gives you dark vision. Uh, for okay. this, they are considered leshy. Because so leshies, leshies are spirits that are made out of plant and plant-like material. All right. Uh, so yeah, we have the fungus, the gourd, the leaf, and the vine. The vine one looks cool. It allows you to climb without having hands free. Yeah, which means you can climb oh, something and fight at the same time. Think about this. As you're climbing, you can be wielding a weapon, mm-hmm. which means you can position yourself on a wall. Oh, I can just climb walls. I didn't realize that I'd, I'd never tried to climb anything like, in this so game yeah, before. Yeah, so the check, there will be a check. Now, if you had a climb speed, you? you would never have to make a check. Oh, so I, I had a question. You said that he could climb walls and hold weapons at the same time. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a one-handed climbing feat that you had to take. Do Leshies get that automatically? It's different. This so particular with that feat, you would still have to have one hand. Right. With the vine Leshy, My you, body is you basically can wield made a two-handed weapon. And these vines are prehensile, so they're just like... Okay, okay. And it's not a feat, it's an ancestry. No, no, sorry. I meant feet as in anatomical feet in that case. Oh! Like, your your feet vines can, like, be in the wall, right? Yes. I totally thought you meant... Instead of F-E-E-T. I see the confusion. We got plenty more. No, no, no. So you think about English is, uh, it's terrible. Okay, so... So I can just climb walls. Even just like flat walls with this? I mean, again, you would still have to make a check. So the DC is going to be set by how hard the wall is to climb. But the moment that you succeed, you critically succeed. So that's because you're a leshy. But why would you ever need to critically succeed in climbing a wall? Uh, You go further. Like when you, for most skills, when you critically succeed, there is an advantage. Now in attacking, there other than a, a, a like a crit failure doesn't really do anything until we get the crit failure decks. <laughs> they're awful. Let's not do that. They're, they're not, not, they're not, they're not, they're not 
fine. I'll be yeah, happy. Jesse How Blake. often I critically failed to do that to <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but anyway, moving on. The le- the Vine one, to me, looks like something that would be thematically appropriate. That but does actually look like a lot of fun. I think it's also situational. Yeah. Because when are you actually going to want to spend an action to climb? When I want to get away. When I'm very much hurt. Yeah. And I need to get some space away to like do lay on hands. Or, or if you're fighting a flying enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or scouting. Yeah. So, I mean... Again, situational, but could be well, very useful. I see all of that as situational. Like the, I, okay, the one bulk of headspace there is like always useful, but you can also just carry it in the backpack. Uh, except it's harder to steal from. Did you see that? Mm, did not. Yeah, the gourd is actually harder to steal from because it's in your head. I mean, the one thing I was it thinking. It is your head. <laughs> the one thing I was thinking is that. Oh, well, if we ever get, like, arrested or, you know, like, capture or something. Hey, I've got headspace for, like, a bomb or something that the alchemist could have made. You can store bombs in your head? Just don't blow up my head. I won't. (laughs) On purpose. I'll just store it there. Right. Anyway. I'm going to say the vine leshy for now. Okay. I'm going to look at it some more, but... For now, line Well, and when we play for this first session, uh, we'll set aside just a few minutes to go over maybe any changes that you guys have made in the last two weeks. So, perfect. All right, that brings us to f- ancestry feats. Let's start with. Uh, Chad, I'm assuming you haven't even looked yet, right? Uh, say it again. Ancestry feats. Is yeah. That no. Yeah. I, you, I did not even know there was links for this stuff. Right. Do you want me to send it to you? Um, well, if it's right there, let me. Just... It should just be right there. But if you need a little, fleshy feet. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be looking at this for a little bit. I'm in the internet. I'm, I'm gonna be like here at my phone for just a little bit. Uh, Jesse, what about you? What feet did you take? Um, I did not pick. I basically want the one that lets me know if like things are picking on me or not. Like, if they try to intimidate me or mess with me. It's a gnome feat, but I have to have the umbral heritage. And unfortunately, I don't have internet right now, so I can't. It's, it's, a, it's a level one feat. Um, what are you looking for? Oh, thank you. Um, it's a gnome level one ancestry feat. And it's basically the one that requires you to have the umbral heritage. Do you know what book it was in? It's in the, the gnome. It's in the main book. Oh, really? Under gnome feats. Hang on. Hang on. Just a minute. Grim Insight. Yes, thank you. And it is not in the main guide. It is not. No, it is in the new Lost Omens character guide. That's why I wasn't finding it. Oh, okay. So on their site, it's just, if you look under Gnome Feet, it's just there. Mm -hmm. Because none of... Should I not take it? No, you definitely should. Okay. Because that book came out already. Okay. I don't think any of those specific kinds of gnomes are in the core rulebook at all. Right. There, yeah, there's no level one feats that are for specific. Uh, but this one's really cool. My mistake, because they're all on, on the main site that you sent us, they're all together. So I didn't yeah. realize it was a separate. So I really like this idea of you're constantly looking at other people and how they get scared. Mm-hmm. Like, that is cool. Chad, will you tell oh, your wife geez, I love her? That is so yes. cool. Thanks. Okay, that is a really cool feat. I like that a lot. I, too. I thought it was neat. Yeah, I, I also think it's very perfect for the character concept yeah. that mm-hmm. you're talking about. 
Uh, Sarah, what feet did you choose? So, um, I haven't looked at any of the ones that are in the new book. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, And I was just about to go do that. But the one that stuck out to me was Burn It. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. stuck out to me? Um, so, so this is what I was talking about earlier, where my spells and alchemical items that do fire damage gain a status bonus. Yeah. Um, and I get, uh, I get a status bonus to persistent fire damage as well. Yeah. That's so pretty good. That's I was just going to go double check that nothing was better than that. Um, that so I'll get back good. to you in a moment. Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, David? Uh, I went with the only human feat you'll ever need to take at first level. Natural ambition. Because you get a first level class feat. Yeah. What, uh, first level class feat did you choose? Reach spell. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think I remember that. Mm -hmm. And I I did change this up a little bit from last time. Okay, cool. Is that all I said? All right. So... That leads us down the path mm. of classes. Oh, right. Did you pick your feet yet? Well, I'm looking at I didn't at want this. to rush you. No, I appreciate that. But I'm looking at this grasping reach. So you're talking about grasping reach. Yes. Which will extend your area of attack. Yeah. So essentially you gain 10 foot reach. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Which does that mean like? Okay, so a normal weapon would have like five feet reach, mm-hmm. that, but this only works on one, usually typically uh, two-handed weapons that don't have reach. Yeah. Correct. So I could pick a two-handed weapon without reach to gain reach, essentially. Yes. Now, you did see that uh, it, it decreases your damage. Oh, I thought it said it gave you more damage. No. It decreases your damage by one die step. So so if it's 2d6, it would get reduced to a d12. And if it's 1d6, it's just modified. Well, it can't. Wait, what? If it's 2d6, it gets reduced to what? A 112. A 1d12. Because 2d6 is better than 1d12. Because your minimum damage... I thought the reduced by a die step was 6 to 4, 8 to 6, 10 to 8. Well, yes. I just went further up that scale. Than you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, yeah. you are correct. 1d8 would then get reduced to 1d6. 1d10 would go to d8. I, I, I guess I, I didn't understand that. It changed when you got up to like 2d whatever. So okay. Yes. So 1d12 increments to 2d6. And then from there, it usually goes to like 2d6, 3d6, um, 2d8. I think there's somewhere in the book that it talks about that. Hmm. I have a question. Sure. On the character sheet, under the Ancestry Feats and Abilities box, so I understand what the heritage line is for. That's for whatever your heritage gives you, and then your first feat is your Ancestry Feat that you just picked. The first line here is special. What is that? If you were to take a feat that gave you an extra Ancestry Feat, say say you took like a general feat that gave you an Ancestry Feat, you would put it there. I see. Okay. I hate that they've labeled the boxes so if you want to like mark over that and label them whatever you want to label them you're more than welcome to. but odds are that like if that line is blank that's fine yeah yeah okay. absolutely cool yeah i think i'm the only weirdo who went and put text put text boxes over all of that so that i could write it how i wanted it okay i mean i find them very helpful i just didn't know what the special one was for yeah, I think a lot of people do find that this is getting way off topic, but a lot of people find them helpful. 
I am more, I want to go into the rules that I need, not every gotcha. single rule. Like the generic level ones are useful. Like, oh, at this level, I need to obviously take a skill feeder. Right. I, I have specials little names. Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Nope. You you are correct. All right. Thank I'm you. Weird uh, you took Burn It. Mm-hmm. I've discovered that there are no better ones for a level one. Cool feet for me to take. I did discover that at level five, I can become a torch goblin. Ooh, nice. And I can light myself on fire. You nice. look way too thrilled about that. Yes. I'm pretty thrilled about There's it. There's nothing too thrilled about that. No. Okay. Are, are there mechanics for other people lighting you on fire? Um, so... Can we assist in your lighting let, yourself let, on Let fire? me read this again. Um, it, it just says that I can light myself on fire through various methods. Um, I do take fire damage, but that means that, uh, like, my melee attacks uh, gain additional fire damage, and any creature that tries to touch me also takes fire damage. Nice. Uh, but I still have to do a check to put it out. So, if I'm getting this right, that fee is you light yourself on fire and then go give the enemy hugs. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Good That's a good plan, though. Free hugs. Free mm-hmm. fire hugs. Yes. Oh, we probably haven't, if we haven't gotten there yet, stop me. Um, so you, for um, skills, I know we haven't gotten to class yet, but sure. it's going to be, you know, however many your class gives you plus your int modifier. Correct. Um, skills that you might get from your background. Does those count? Wait, like- wait, wait. No, 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 no. I said correct and I'm wrong. Maybe for that class it's int modifier. No, no, no. There's no skill points anymore. However many, not skill points, however many skills you can have. I misspoke. Oh. So I'm wondering, the skills you get from your background, do those count against? No. No. Okay, those are an additional two. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, and if you you already have a skill that your class gives you, you get to pick a different one. Okay, gotcha. So there's like an overlap. Correct. Awesome. Sorry, I thought we were talking about skill points at first, and I'm like, no, that's Pathfinder 1. If I said skill points, I apologize. I just meant number of skills you can take. I have Mm -hmm. talked about skill points, I think, three or four times. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it works out. I don't know if they are, but I'll have to look at these a little bit more, but currently the ones that are looking good to me are the Grasping Reach and then uh, Seed Pod. What is seed pod? Uh, basically, you grow an endless amount of these hard seeds. Uh, but basically, you throw them, and it's essentially the same damage as a punch. Same rules and all that. But when they hit the target, they also break open, unleash uh, basically flurry of vines on them, and they get their speed reduced by 10. So you become entangling... Roots. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's a wow spell. That's cool. Entangling That's cool. vines. That's pretty cool. Minetta. <laughs> Just less creepy, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. What is Minetta? Yes. I don't know what Minetta is. Oh, either. My Hero Academia. Anime. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. He's the one with I the great pods on his head. But for sure less creepy. <laughs> yes. I don't have to be a creepy pervert. Yeah. Don't have to be. Please don't choose <laughs> to be. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Let's... Does that mean okay? So, so question on that. I was looking at um, 
alchemical items that I could take um, for my formula book. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a Tanglefoot bag. Mm-hmm. So I could... Uh, I could still take that, or I could drop that in favor of something else. If you if you think you're going to have like the Tanglefoot unlock, well, it only works on like critical hits. That's when that happens. Okay, that special bit. Okay. So it's not like at will, mm-hmm. right? I was okay. I thought it was, but I was wrong. Okay, that's <laughs> cool. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. What's the range and how far you can throw? Um, I'm not sure. It just it looks like well, you gain a speed power. Ranged unarmed attack, but doesn't exactly say what range. Okay. I mean, thrown is typically 20. Yeah, I would assume. But you know what they say about assuming. <laughs> Not saying that because it's a bad word. Fair. Yeah, it really doesn't say I'm going to make the ruling that it's 20 feet. Okay. Unless I see something otherwise. I mean, I'm a champion. I'm up front fighter, so 20 feet's pretty dang good. Did you see Undaunted? Yeah, but it's emotional effects. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Who has emotions? Just the plant. Not that lovable gourd. <laughs> hey, I'm super emotional. That's true. You yeah, have super rage and, and yeah. the drop of a dime. Some rage. All right. When Alessi cries, is At there the just like a tree sap coming out? Or is I would like, assume. Yeah. Awesome. <gasps> maple syrup. Right? You cry maple Whenever syrup. Whenever I cry, you guys just like, <laughs> I love that you were like, maple syrup. And I was like, pine sap. <laughs> like yeah. my mortal enemy in climbing trees. Pine sap. <laughs> I love this group. Basically, I just want to make sure I, every action somehow benefits me. <laughs> I, I think your true mortal enemy in climbing trees is gravity. But yeah. is gravity mortal? Mm. It's immortal. Mm. Would would that be my it's immortal enemy? Immortal. <laughs> On the tail end of that philosophical thought, but we're getting Classes. into some really good pedantry right now, and I'm into it. <laughs> what really class good. feats did you guys take? We have oh um, a uh, class feat. I think I'm super intimidating. Um, yes, raging intimidation. When I rage, I'm scary. And I'm still a gnome. Love. Yeah. Hmm. So scary. <laughs> Screams the baby child. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I mean, what about you? What scream. class feat did you take? Uh, so I took Quick Bomber. So instead of using two actions to interact and then strike uh, with my bombs, it only takes one action. So, so I can draw and throw my bombs in one action, if I've okay. read that correctly. Okay. Um, I know I'm not supposed to read rules out loud, but it's only one line. And I can't really... Rephrase. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'll say this. Your fury fills your enemies with fear. That's not real. That's the benefit. Right? What is the mechanic there? What's the ability? Uh, raging intimidation. 
It's a barbarian feat. Click on Raging Intimidation. Doesn't look like a link, but oh, it is. Oh, it's it is. a link. Oh, oh yes. Oh, thank you. I'm. Thank you. Sorry, I was confused at first. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. So that isn't a feat, is it? It is. It's a My barbarian. Oh, sorry. Quick bomber feat? Yeah. Oh, quick bomber. Quick yeah. bomber. So your research field is bomber. Yes. Okay. That's where I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I didn't preface with that. I didn't ask. That's, you know, that's fair. Uh, so, yes, my research field is Bomber, which I believe we talked about earlier because that was the one that I had um, a question about. Sure. The wording. Um, so, hang on. I'm trying to find it here. And apparently I won't be able to find it. This is not what I wanted. What's happening? Oh, that was the one I wanted. Uh, okay, so the wording is um, like when uh, when I've thrown bombs with a splash trait. Um, the wording here is you can deal splash damage to only your primary target instead of the usual splash area. Mm-hmm. And the question there was, does that mean that I have to Mm-mm. or do I get to choose whether or not it you does splash damage? Yeah, you definitely get to choose. Okay, cool. Yep, and then my uh, feet is quick bomber, uh, which means that I take one action to interact and strike instead of two. But that's only with bombs. It does not work with mutagens or elixirs. Gotcha. Okay. So... Jesse, for your barbarian, you're a dragon barbarian, right? Yes. My, uh, the Draconic Rage is the instinct I picked. Okay. What feat did you choose? I picked uh, the... For feats, I picked Raging Intimidation. If you're asking me what dragon I picked, I picked um, gold, I believe, um, the cone of fire, yes, okay. but the not evil one, because <laughs> metallic yes. dragon. Yeah. yeah, you didn't pick red, which is also cone of fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it is also an evil dragon. Last fire thorn picked red, but <laughs> picked gold. Okay, I think that's. Oh, you know, did we did we ever actually name our characters or like not yet? Or... We haven't. Okay. Um, I n- knew that David was playing a character named Nigel. Okay. I don't know what what you all. I think I do. Yours is what? What is yours, Chad? The name of mine? Yeah, you're I don't have a name you. anymore because it's Lushy now. I got kind yeah. of a plant name. Oh, that's true. <laughs> true. They've got some really cool names, mm-hmm. like I in the book. Those. Really neat. Can Sunflower. I just say that goblin names <laughs> Only are some always... of the worst names I've ever seen? Because they're all three letters and yeah. somehow yeah. have like yeah. six Ks in them. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, for for my goblin, I named 
I had a couple of names for different goblins I've played, but Nitka is my favorite. Mm-hmm. See, I went with Ashka. Ashka, nice. You know, fire. Has a K. Yeah. And Ash. Yeah. You like to burn things. No, I think that's perfect. Um, what is your character's name, Jesse? Firethorn. Firethorn. We're a very fire-themed party. I mean, my and guy is probably so going to be I named the plant. I googled dangerous plants. And you were like... Firethorn was one of them. Oh, darn it. <laughs> just what does have twin names? Yeah. Um, are we already done with the class feats? No, okay. Because we haven't done yours. I wasn't yeah, sure. We can circle back. <laughs> um, what type of champion are you? A redeemer champion. Because neutral good. I saw this plant and I found God. Which means that you want to make friends with everybody mm-hmm. that we're So fighting. while you two are trying to kill them, I'm like, hey, see the light of good. And then you chill, kill them. I'm so stupid. I'm just like, I happened to next person. Aloe one time. Okay. See the light of piece? good. <laughs> yes. What was your deity? Shaylin. So goddess of art and love and beauty and stuff like that. One of my favorites. Do we all need to pick deities or just, okay. Champions got to have a deity. Okay. Because um, you wouldn't like my teeth. So currently between... Is it Caden Kalen? Zonkathon. I'm uh, currently between two different class feeds. He likes We're not talking right? about that. <laughs> you could be neutral evil. Or, ne- or lawful no, neutral. Lawful no, neutral. Not lawful for neutral. champions. No, I meant for oh, okay. to worship yeah. Zonkathon. We'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have an evil gnome in my party. Lawful neutral... <laughs> <laughs> Which can sometimes seem like evil. No. Oh, God, lawful. I spiked the mics. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. What feat did you take? So I'm trying to choose between the two. Uh, but, David, Nigel is going to be casting a lot of spells. And I have one of my feats that I'm looking between. Uh, Was that a question? No. Like, I'm he's just a talking question to him. mark. I Nigel's like going to be It was a statement. getting to the question. Okay. Wow, Beth. So judgy. A, a little bit. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, one of my feats changes my uh, reaction. Instead of uh, enfeebling the enemies, it can actually stupefy them too, which reduces their wisdom, intelligence, and charisma, mm-hmm. which might make hitting them with your spells easier. Well, especially on more more intelligent it'd be, creatures, it'd be saves. You said wisdom, intelligence, uh, saves charisma are included in that. Wait, uh, see, charisma based checks, uh, dice checks, and will saves. Will saves. Uh, saving throws. Sorry, just will saving throws though. Will saving throws. Yeah. Okay. Oh, spell attack rolls. Yeah. So it can help with that. Okay. But if you think you're good on that, then I've got um, another feat. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't... What, what is, is it just like a minus one? What is it? It's, uh, it would be minus two to that. I mean, what's your other one? Uh, the other one is Deity's Domain, and I would get Protection Domain, which would give me a spell that would take up one of my focus points. But basically, when some party member takes damage and they're within 30 feet of me, I can react and split the damage with them so that they don't go into dying. Mm-hmm. Is that in addition to your 
regular um, champion ability of like the reaction of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? You pick what you want to do. It, it's if you think you're all right with spell casting. Yeah, I, I, I mean will... it. Then I'll go with that spell just yeah. to make sure that we have some kind of we'll save saving thing. Will saves are pretty um, situational, to be honest. So yeah, do you and use domain? Usually, the stuff we're fighting doesn't have a good will save anyway. Okay. What skill feat did Nigel take? Don't you get a skill feat? Skill feat or class feat? Are you doing classes? I thought we already did your class stuff. Not really. Oh, nope. never mind. Then, yeah, tell me about your, uh, what class specialization? Class specialization. Um, I went with, you mean my arcane school? Yes. Uh, universalist, which gives me a free feat for being a universalist, which I took Hand of the Apprentice. Um, and then Thesis too. Yes. Yes, because I got to pick all these things. Uh, my my thesis uh, this time around is going to be improved familiar attunement. What was the name of your thesis? I haven't made a new name for my thesis yet. Okay. Well, homework is you got to yes, name your thesis. I do. I really would love an abstract too. I'm, not, I'm kidding. I mean, I will. I will totally do that. That's fine. I know you will. I'd be into it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm making note to myself. I need to name my thesis. Um, but that gives me the familiar feat for free. Uh, but then also gives me an additional familiar ability. So I think I have th- start with three familiar abilities. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Sebastian's starting off strong. Mm-hmm. And it gives me three different first level class feats okay so yeah cool 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 and then don't you also get a skill feat though skill feat no uh you mean like a just a regular class feat wizards don't get a regular first level class feat no that i knew already okay no, I was specifically talking about. I mean, I from my for background? Some... No. From Wizard? No. We already talked about that. From Wizard? For no. some odd reason, I was thinking that Wizards got an, an extra skill feat. You know what we were talking about earlier, where I was like, sometimes I'm wrong about stuff. No. This is this is one of those times. No, you get um, if if you take a school, then you get a specific power. Um, if you take the Universalist, you get a feat. Uh, and then you get, you may get some kind of a feat, depending on your arcane thesis. So, that's where wizards get their class feats or whatever is at first level. Okay. Okay. What other details... Do we need to do for classes? Oh, I guess skills. What skills uh, did you all end up with or choose? Well, that's an excellent question. Skill fee- Oh, skills. Okay. Skills. Yeah. Um. So, 
uh, Firethorn um, is going to be trained in acrobatics, athletics, intimidation, uh, Kintarago lore, stealth, and survival. Okay. She got Kintarago lore and stealth from her background. What about you, Sarah? What kind of skills do you have? Uh, Ashka is trained in acrobatics, arcana, athletics, uh, crafting. I get a location lore um, from my background as a reputation seeker. So I've chosen to go with dark world lore. Uh, and then I'm also trained in society, stealth, and survival. Dark world lore. Yes. And I believe uh, I also get something else with that. Let me look at it real quick. Um, sure it's not dark lands? Sorry, yeah, dark lands. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> I just can't read. It's fine. Uh, I was thinking, like... What could that be? Um, yeah, so I'm trained in survival um, and then get Darklands lore. Okay. And then I also get terrain expertise for underground. So when you're underground, it is not considered difficult terrain? Yes. Hmm. That's cool. That can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, Chad, do you know yet for yours? Um, yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm trained in athletics, crafting, lore, medicine, and performance. Oh, and religion. I was about to say, <laughs> I've heard of... Uh, Champions not having religion, but it's kind of sad. Davril is totally religious. David? Um, so I went with Arcana, crafting. We have I a bunch of crafters here. I get architecture lore from um, my background. Background, yeah. And then medicine, nature, occultism. Society, stealth, and thievery. Is there anything that we missed for character creation? I think that's it. Um, languages. Um, if you get you get a bonus to those if you have more intelligence. Um, I, do, I do have a question. So I remember this coming up during the play test. So you have like your boxes for trained uh, expert master. I forget what L is. Um, but then there's the proficiency box. So I'm guessing like trained means plus something, um, expert means plus something else. It's actually up in the corner of the sheet. Oh, hey, thank you. So two plus level. So for all of us, it should be for trained. So trained should be like three for all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Handy. David, give me a brief summary of who Nigel is. Well, Nigel, he really, really, really loves magic. Um, he's, you know, the wizard who wants to be the wizardiest wizard ever. 
but he is sort of stuck in a rut in the town of Breach Hill, just kind of working at the archives, just kind of bored, wants to set out on an adventure and discover more magic. Sarah, who is Ashka? So Ashka um, is this goblin alchemist and she desperately wants to be the most well-known alchemist, the smartest. She has the best formulas and just inventions that you can come up with. But she's also, she knows that she has to temper that with the fact that she loves fire. And she knows that other humanoids don't really like that. Mm -hmm. So when she's in public, she really has to try to rein in her more chaotic and fiery side um, because she knows that she's never going to be the most renowned alchemist if people think she's a crazy pyromaniac. Gotcha. Okay. So, Jesse, give me a brief summary of... Firethorn? Mm-hmm. Firethorn. Firethorn is a really, really angry gnome. She was born into slavery, was eventually emancipated, but um, it left her with some deep emotional scars and the rage of a fire dragon. She is just the cutest, most adorable container of pure anger and rage you'll ever encounter and um, she sees a way to, to let out her frustrations I do want to backtrack really quick because I do want physical descriptions as well mm-hmm. Nigel uh, I mean tall lanky human so he's probably approaching six feet but he's pretty skinny. He wears uh, blue robes and a blue wizard's hat. Wh- wizard hat. Not like there's a sports team called Wizards in the Breach Hill. Um, he also has his owl familiar, who usually perches on his shoulder. Um, but it it's just it just really looks like this tiny little ball of fluff. It is, he's just such a little chubby ball. So your owl familiar is like one of those little dirt owls? Like a pygmy owl or like a burrowing owl? Yeah, a burrowing owl is what I was thinking. Like the size of a softball? You ask these questions like I know about owls. Hold on. But yeah. That's right. I did have to educate David about owl pellets. He didn't know about owl pellets. No, no. Because you're the one who mentioned that. And then then I mentioned it to you. Oh. I thought poop. It comes out like Owl pellets are gross as hell. Right? Gross. Hold on. I have a. No. I have a thing on my phone. If I can find it. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, I was about to say. 
Um, what does uh, Ashka look like? So Ashka's a goblin, so she's very small. And unlike other goblins, she actually has hair because she has found that a lot of humanoids, especially humans, don't like bald people. Mm-hmm. Um, especially tiny bald people who are like green or blue. I haven't quite decided what color she's going to be yet. Sure. Um, I might look to see if the Charhide goblins are a little bit more red-tinged than their their brethren. Um, but so she's got sort of uh, like a big swoop of hair, but it's just on one side of her head um, because there was an experiment that went wrong, and so she burned off that side of her hair. And it doesn't grow back. And it doesn't grow back. Um... But other than that, she's sort of like uh, just a small goblin, and she loves carrying around all of her creations with her. Okay. Uh, Firethorn. Firethorn, um, small goblin. Uh, Goblin? No. I'm sorry. Gnome. (laughs) Gnome. Wow. Sorry. Um, Small gnome with uh, jet black skin and uh, golden shiny eyes and hair. Uh, really long hair that she wears in like a very like severe pulled back ponytail and lots of um, black armor with spikes all over it and just scars like like lot like very sleeveless uh, like midriff exposed showing off all of her scars so she's very scars. proud of them very proud of her scars gotcha which only leaves us one person SS the salad shield Sneeze guard. I believe that's what we were going with. If you go with the pod thing, you're also the salad shooter. And a cornucopia. The salad shield shooter. And a cornucopia. There's a lot going on here. Have you picked any of this? Redeemer. Oh, what, the name? Yeah. I I have no idea what the name is. Okay. But as far as the story, um, so... His creator, a druid, lived just on the edge of, of Breach Hill um, and created him one day to help him with work around the house. Uh, but bandits actually found uh, this leshy and decided to kidnap him. What's up? I just googled healing and medicinal plants. The first one that came up is ginkgo. Is what? Ginkgo. Okay. Burnt ginkgo. Okay. Turmeric? <laughs> That's fun. You love Googling plants. I have a theme. All my characters have plant names. That didn't come up was like aloe, like aloe vera. I never expected aloe. I think ginkgo is a cute name for like a small. I do like it though. But um, I thought you said Nico at first, and I was like, also a cute plant name. Yeah. So bandits kidnapped him to use him as like workforce around their camp, Uh, and they originally put him to work. Uh, smelting iron and stuff like this in the forge, creating items for them, weapons. Uh, this didn't end well very well, did it? <laughs> it didn't. So the arms kept getting burnt, and eventually uh, he actually like found some logs to attach for arms, and when he used those to put things in the fire, they actually burnt much harder and became very like blackened hard wood for hands mm-hmm. and uh, now he's able to blacksmith but he eventually actually like made weapons and killed all the bandits because his master wanted him to come home he's nice. like sure I want to come home 
Uh, and his master taught him all about Shaolin, and and uh, he gave him the dream that he wanted to one day craft a masterpiece weapon for a an excellent hero. Little did he know he was the hero all along. <laughs> oh. Oh, there's some fun words on this Shaolin symbol. All right. I think that is it for character creation. Do you have any questions? You've still got a couple of things to figure out, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, uh, weapons options. Oh, equipment. Gear, money, that kind of thing. I thought we were going to do that like, like over the week. Yeah. No, we should do equipment. Well, and we still have a couple th- more things to do that just aren't character uh, creation related. Let's look it up. Because I actually forgot how much gold you guys are supposed to get. 15, 15. gold. We went over that. And it becomes 150 silver. Cool. I believe a spike chain is only 3 gold. Mm-hmm. It's weird. We both have tragic, ba- tragic backstories, but I feel like your character is very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is like the two paths that you can take out of your trauma. Yeah, the way you play it out <laughs> is really like I decided you to become better, suffering in pain, or you move on. The or GM you, is or the you stab one. them all and be happy about it. Get in for <laughs> healing from past trauma. When life gives you right, when, <laughs> life, when life gives you burnt arms, make new ones. Yeah. Well, also, if if your leshy like picked up logs and then used them, isn't that a little weird for a plant to just like pick up a log? Isn't that like a? It's like a pig eating pork. Hello, brother. <laughs> yeah. No, because it, it well, died. It's again, done, the it leshy is inhabiting a plant body. It is a spirit. Okay. Okay. Also, like, nature is all about, you know, the circle of life. That's right. true. And reusing, life. <laughs> reusing those That's nutrients and stuff to feed the world. True. Or make Reduce, the world reuse, better. recycle. So, boom. Reusing those dead bodies of plants. <laughs> it's, what, it's what the log would have wanted. Right? Yeah. I just clicked on equipment and tattoos. Tattoos are equipment? Oh. I want that- tattoos. Also, I wanted to ask you, but what? Where did you click that part? Oh, is it weird for Leshy to wear like human armor? Lost him. It's, it's got to oh, be a monk okay. thing. I was about to say, do I have to like make wood it armor? Say that. <laughs> well, wait. Had a click in. It'd be a lot. Uh, no. Oh. Anybody can have a blessed tattoo. If you have ninety gold and you want it enough. Oh, I do. You had to want it a lot if you need to go. so bad. <laughs> I just want this tattoo. It's blessed. So there's a weapon I want to know more about. Because I know you just talked about the spiked mace. Spark spike. Marshall, uh, three gold chain. pieces. Uh, flail. It's flail weapon. It um, and it's uncommon. But it has finesse. Oh, if something has finesse, do you have to use finesse? No. No, okay, no. cool. It's uncommon? It is uncommon. So finesse I told her that she could take it. With the multiple attack penalties, instead of going you know, on your second attack, it's minus five, and third attack is minus ten, it'll be minus four and minus no. eight. No, no, finesse just means I can use dex instead of strength. That's what agile. Was I thinking? Agile, okay. But now that I don't have derpy, my, my strength is actually better than my dex, so I probably wouldn't use it anyway like that. But still... 
it's Zonkathon's preferred weapon. So. Oh, nice. Oh, is that why you took it? Yeah, and also trying to be as close to the original yeah. Firethorn is... But, like, disarm is cool, trip is cool. Mm-hmm. And just, like, a little gnome with a spike chain. Like, how cool is that? I should so, go I was going to say, there is a gnome-specific weapon... Yeah, there's a gnome hook, and then there's a gnome something, a gnome the flick, flick mace, mace which mace is pretty cool. Awesome. It doesn't disarm. It doesn't trip. It just has reach. Mm-hmm. It does bludgeoning damage while the spike chain does uh, slicing damage. It's the oh, same wow. base damage, though. Uh, there's also the war flail. Oh, that, that looks so very much like you. I don't but I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, oh, 1d10. Disarm, sweep, trip. Oh, I do like that. And it's cheaper. Yeah, there's a picture of it here. But Zanthathon really likes spike chains. Oh, that looks like a spike chain. It's a spike chain attached to a stick. And since you're not... Like, yes, that is your deity, and yes, that's your favorite weapon, but it's not well, like you're a champion that gets think, benefits from yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't need finesse anymore. My old version needed finesse. This right. one has better strength and dex, so. Yeah, I think the war flail might be a better fit. Yeah. And it does look very spiky. It's super spiky. I know I'm that's what it. you ma- what what matters to you. It, yeah. Okay. And it's not uncommon. I can, and it's Not a, that that matters. It's a gold cheaper, so yeah, I can be convinced to do a war flail. Now, it's actually better. It damage, is a two-handed so weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so is the spike chain. Wait, no, never mind. It's no two bulk or no, no two hands, yeah. one bulk. They're both two-handed. Yeah, it's an additional bulk because it's a spiked chain attached to a stick. It's fine. Our lushy friend's gonna carry it anyway. <laughs> and his gourd head. Except he's not, he's not. Yeah, he's not a gourd. If he's a vine person, can he just like make sleds out of vines and carry stuff behind him? I was thinking he just like grows. He arms. is your caravan. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but you said you weren't checking his bulk. I'm not babysitting you, is what I said. I still expect it to be within normal range. I'm. Here's the thing: henchmen are a thing. Hire someone to carry your stuff. <laughs> you give him like a copper piece a day. Why would I contribute to their suffering when I can continue to contribute to my own suffering? Yeah, that does sound like you. The thing is, I can't say that uh, my Alessi would be smart enough not to say, you know, hey, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to drag this (laughs) stuff around for you. I'm trying to be super serious. It's really hard with a kitten butt in my face. For people listening to the podcast, there is a kitten tail just in his face right now. I would like to describe it as, you know those sensor bars that they put over people's eyes to protect their identities? Uh, that's what All Chad right, looks good. like, but it's a cat tail. All right. I mean, she is really cute. She just really wants to look out that window. How dare you? Oh, I'm going to let her look out the window. Lock her. But on the gonna... ground. Yeah. Or she can do All it right. safely. I'm sorry, there's lots of cat interference on that. I feel like that was a quality addition. <laughs> it was. Personally. They even liked the time to describe it for the audience. So- Alright. Any other equipment questions? You have 15 gold to spend. We can go through it all right now. Like. So I knew what my character wanted before he became a leshy. I know. Now everything's <laughs> now like, weird for you. Rip. I mean, if you want to limit yourself to wooden armor and stuff, you can. Oh, no. I'm I not just... worried about that. 
I'm just like now with the extendable arm thing, like, do I want to get a weapon that doesn't have reach and take advantage of this? Or do I want to stick with the geese arm because it does weird trippy things? It does, but you might want to look at something that doesn't have reach that also gets weird trippy things. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's called acid. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Coral used to do that. No, that's what the alchemist makes. Right. Uh, alchemist. 15 gold is not a lot of gold for you. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I haven't quite finished my price compare. I was going to do that right now. So come back to me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I'll I just, figure it out. I mean, you could have some of Firethorn's gold. She travels real light. She just needs her war flail and a handful of rocks on which to lay her head at night. If you want to look through the book for weapons or gear or anything. Oh, we got it up here. Yeah. Uh, you don't have any armor? I guess oh, you're a armor. barbarian. I, I need, yeah, buy some leather armor. Um, I, didn't I guess know. I'm trained in medium, but I know bulk is going to be a problem because gnome. Um, um, champion has breastplate and a buckler. Well, bulk's just on your strength. Oh, my strength's actually pretty all right, though. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, point. so you don't take a penalty for being a gnome. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think before because I didn't bo- uh, boost my strength the way I did this time. So I know when it comes to alchemists, yeah, they have a problem with money. So, um, so I think my problem with money stems from the fact that if I use my crafting ability to craft like permanent alchemist items, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to have a problem. Um, Sort of what I need to craft for my daily weapons, so to speak. If we're going to get into... So my daily alchemical items, um, Mm -hmm. I don't need to spend gold to make those. But they only last for 24 hours and I have to do like my morning prep to to do those things. Um, So I think right now looking at it, the alchemist class kit is actually... More expensive, if I'm doing my math right, than the list that I have right here. I don't think I want to read all of it out loud. Well, uh, it may be... Because I think the alchemist... Oh, wait. Does it come with, like, a bedroll and stuff? I did my math wrong. Oh, well. So hang on a hot sec. While I redo my math. Composite and compostable are not the same word. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at scale mail and thought it said uh, compostable. Like, what? I was going to say, is Why that... would that decompose? Yeah, so... Uh, I so, read I mean, that wrong. I super read that the wrong. The Alchemist class kit uh, comes with, with a couple things that I don't think I quite need. Um, but it's uh, sort of only marginally cheaper to buy the things individually than it is to get the kit. Yeah, but, I mean, if that matters, like, I might. Yeah, I'm not sure how much it does. So, it's, I mean, it's about four silver difference. And with the alchemist kit, I get a sling and 20 bullets plus a dagger and two sets of caltrops. And that's, like, mostly all of the stuff that I'd be missing. Like, like, that's where I've saved my money, basically. And I'm getting basically everything else. So okay. I don't know if that four silver is really worth the sling plus sling bullets, dagger, and two sets of caltrops. 
Because I was planning on, instead of a dagger, having a dog slicer. Mm-hmm. Which is thematically appropriate. Yeah. And is an uncommon weapon, but there's no reason you shouldn't have a dog slicer. Right. So I think I'm going to forego the kit and mostly just buy all my stuff individually. Yeah, I Because I figured if, uh, if somebody else has flint, uh, I don't need to carry that. Also, can't you just, like... Yeah, also I have things to set stuff on fire. Yeah. So it's... I have a question. Can you refresh my memory? What does the dex cap mean for armor? It means that whatever armor you're wearing, if your dex is higher than the dex cap, it only goes to the dex cap. So, like, say your dex is plus four modifier... But the dex cap on your armor is plus two. You only get plus two. Ew. I mean, yeah, I kind of agree, but... (laughs) I feel like barbarians are kind of yellow. Like, they would mostly wear lighter armor and... Yeah, okay. We're going with leather armor then. Though padded armor has the added trait of comfort, <laughs> which you know what my character would hate. Never mind. <laughs> Not even looking at what that means. Oh, I want to know what comfort is. Uh, it, I read it real quick. It, it says that you can uh, sleep with it on, so you don't have to take oh. it off. Prep in the morning. That's actually kind of nice. Okay. Were you ever wondering where the Breach Hill archives were? Um, I'm about to give you a map. Nice. Yes. So one of the things is you guys have been in town for about a week when we start this whole shindig. So you know where some of the local hangout spots are. So I will be providing you with a map with some numbers on it. You'll notice in the player's guide, it has all of these places that I am giving you outlined. So it is assumed that you guys know about this. I bet the goblin doesn't hang out at the book company. Oh. I mean, yes, she would because she's an alchemist and she needs to study. But I mean, she, she'd actually probably be at the archives. She probably would have seen Nigel around at some point. Well, no. They're no, you, no longer illiterate. Like, some oh. goblins will read. You would totally be oh, at sorry. I didn't realize I was the library because the archives. The archives is just okay. like it's just history. Town info. Uh, such a yeah. yeah, then I'd be at the, like the library. You'd be at the library. So what Jesse is getting at is traditionally goblins are afraid of reading, afraid of books. Hmm. Oh. We are breaking glass ceilings here. Um, a lot yeah. of goblins have uh, sort of. 
I don't know. Low intelligence. I didn't know if that's where we were going. No, for that's here. not they where decided, I was going. They with decided that. to uh, um, for go against the taboo. And, yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But you will find some goblin tribes that, to this day, will you know they're so they're afraid of books. Oh, I better remember that. So always bring a book. Here is yeah, that was more than fear, like a straight up blasphemous to know how to read. It's true, absolutely, yeah. So here's your handouts folder. Okay. Inside of it is a nice map uh-huh. of Breach nice. Hill, and then I gave you guys a copy of the. Uh, player's guide uh, with relevant information and stuff, so you guys can put that in here too. So the last thing I had is I need some information about you guys. So I'm going to have you write it down. But is there... Anything else? We've bought gear. We've got all our stats. You know that you're in Breach Hill. You guys know why you're in Breach Hill? Hold on. Allow me to read it. (laughs) So you are in Breach Hill for the call to adventurers. Essentially, you know that every so often they want adventurers to come and do certain tasks and things. You think this is the best place for you to start your career as an adventurer. And that, my friends, is where we will start next week. Thanks for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die. Or email us at DiceDon'tDiePod at gmail.com. The intro and outro song, Crunk Night, were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work, and the work of many others, can be found royalty-free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.